This message comes from NPR sponsor Capital One. The Capital One Venture X business card earns unlimited double miles on every purchase. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms and conditions apply. Find out more at CapitalOne.com slash VentureXBusiness. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Lakshmi Singh. Britain's King Charles III has cancer. That's according to a statement from Buckingham Palace. NPR's Lauren Frere has the latest from London. Buckingham Palace says that while King Charles was hospitalized recently for an enlarged prostate, another, quote, separate issue of concern was noted, and that subsequent tests have identified a form of cancer. The statement doesn't specify which type. It does say the king has already started a schedule of regular treatments and that he remains, quote, wholly positive. Doctors have advised the 75-year-old monarch to postpone all public duties, but the statement says he'll continue to handle state business and paperwork as usual. Lauren Fryer, NPR News, London. Nevada state law mandates Republican and Democratic primary elections, but Nevada's Republican Party is holding a caucus as well. Former President Donald Trump is in the GOP caucus. His rival, former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, is not. NPR's Jimena Bustia reports the process has baffled some voters. So far, over 23,000 people in Nevada voted early, but not everyone has made up their mind yet. I can't say honestly who I'm going to vote for. That's Raymond Morrow. He identifies as Republican, but Morrow doesn't plan on voting in the primary. He wants to attend the GOP caucus on Thursday instead. But that means he won't have all the candidates to vote for. Only Trump and businessman Ryan Binkley will be there, and only the caucus awards those all-important state delegates. Nevada's process is running counter to the Republican National Committee, which has been pushing for more early and mail-in voting in 2024. Jimena Bustillo, NPR News, Las Vegas. Markets are down sharply this hour as Wall Street continues to adjust expectations for when the Federal Reserve will start to lower interest rates. NPR's David Gura reports Fed Chair Jerome Powell addressed the central bank's timetable in a rare television interview. On CBS News' 60 Minutes, Fed Chair Jerome Powell reiterated he thinks it's, quote, not likely he and his colleagues will be confident enough in the progress they've made fighting high inflation to start cutting rates at the Fed's next meeting in March. Powell also said policymakers will approach the question of when to begin to reduce interest rates carefully. Those comments disappointed Wall Street, and they led yields on U.S. government bonds higher. Meanwhile, public companies continue to update investors on their performance in the last quarter of 2023. McDonald's' revenue was lower than analysts expected, in part because of the effect of instability in the Middle East on sales. David Gura, NPR News, New York. At last check on Wall Street, the Dow is down 237 points, or more than half a percent. This is NPR News. A Michigan jury has begun deliberating in Jennifer Crumley's involuntary manslaughter trial. Crumley and her husband, who is awaiting trial, are the first parents in the United States to be charged in connection with a mass shooting their child committed. If convicted, each parent faces up to 15 years in prison. The couple's son, Ethan, is serving life in prison for the 2021 attack that killed four Oxford High School students. Dartmouth College in New Hampshire has updated its testing policy to require the SAT. NPR's Alyssa Nadwarney reports the Ivy League school was among the many colleges that had gone test optional. 
Dartmouth changed course on requiring the SAT because internal research found that lower-income students and those from less advantaged backgrounds were not submitting test scores that were high enough and would have helped them get in. About 50 percent of Dartmouth students don't apply for financial aid, meaning they pay the full $60,000 in annual tuition. And the college has been open about wanting to have a more economically diverse class. Critics of the admissions test say they are an unfair evaluation of students. In recent years, the University of California system and the California State University system both did away with testing requirements. Currently, there are about 2,000 colleges that are SAT and ACT optional this academic year, a number which grew exponentially during the pandemic. Alyssa Nadwarney, NPR News. Neighborhoods in Southern California weathering the impact from the second of back-to-back atmospheric rivers today. National Weather Service warning of more floods and possible mudslides. It's NPR. 